0: I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at bjshow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. I was going to say, it's tough to have to do a whole hour's worth of radio.
1: Which is why we don't on a Manic Monday. (laughs)
0: People are going, what the hell is going on there? <laughs> Maybe they're not. Maybe they know what's going on here. John, are you a sports fan? I uh, Yeah, I consider myself a sports fan, yeah. Did you uh, listen or watch to any, any of the uh, two games yesterday yesterday? I paid a little bit of
1: attention to the to the Chiefs game because I was rooting for the Ravens. Listen to you. And um, <laughs> and then I was really hoping that the Lions would win yesterday. Well, but um,
0: You know, so I was
1: disappointed on on both accounts.
0: They sort of blew it. They went into the locker room, what is it, 24-7, to 7, and they ended up getting It was getting huge, beat. yes. Well, crazy, crazy, crazy. Here's my frustration with the Chiefs. I think it's great that the Chiefs are winning, but I've told this bizarre story before that I guess it's probably been I don't know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, maybe even 12 years ago. One day I get a call from a guy by the name of Dan Israel, who is the head honcho for the, uh, the uh, Chiefs Broadcast Network. And the Chiefs have a huge broadcast network because of the fact that being where they're at, they have tons of listeners from all the Westerns. Well, actually, the Midwest, Western states, uh, obviously, uh, Western part of uh, Missouri, but Kansas. Oklahoma, Nebraska I mean yeah they for have, sure. all the way to Denver probably. right 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 they have lots of fans there and he says to me, hey, how would you like to run the Rams games in Saint, are the the Chiefs games in St. Louis And I go, I can't because this is a Rams market and there's a rule in the NFL as well as in the MLB that you can't have what they call an out-of market broadcast if you have a local team, no radio station can run another team from another city. And I told him that. He says, "Oh no, no, no! You got this taken care." Of. Matter of fact, the Rams are leaving St. Louis. I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, they're, they're leaving. They're leaving St. Louis." He told me this, like I don't know today's was 2024 now this is like maybe 2012 2013 wow so i jumped on the bandwagon wagon i said yeah of course so he wanted to establish a a fan base before they they actually left town and i would tell anybody who would listen that the rams were leaving st louis we had the kansas city chiefs and everybody was like yawn 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 okay 12 years later or 10 years later whatever it is over last week, I went into a pizza place, a national pizza place. Won't give them any free advertising because I already do, but that's a whole other story. Um, and they had chief stuff everywhere. I went into a restaurant. Matter of fact, two restaurants last week had chief stuff everywhere. Okay, now it's the big thing. Oh, St. Louis, we're Chief's Town. We're Chief's Town. I'm going like, where were you, people? When And when finally, when we started doing the, the, the Chiefs broadcast and my infamous Thursday night game I went to where I held up a sign outside the Rams stadium and I said, hey, I want to see the last Rams home game ever. And I stood there with my little sign and I said, can you give me some tickets? And I was there probably four minutes and I got a set of tickets and I went and inside, saw the game. I told everybody who would listen. This is the last Rams home game ever. ever. Nobody would listen to me. What was it two weeks after that? They announced they're moving to Los wow. Angeles, and you know, once that's, again, that's a great story. Well, Brad. but the crazy part of it was everybody thought it was a crackpot. Well, maybe I am, but nobody. Yeah, well, me. That, that yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not mutually exclusive. You can you can be you could be right and be a crackpot. And the the Kansas City fans see here in St. Louis, we have number numero uno was always the Cardinals. I guess the, yep. the Rams. Took off after we had that incredible uh, Super Bowl bull, uh, win, where where uh, uh, the the guy the, the the you know Kurt Warner right. Yeah. The, I was going to say the 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 guy who was the stock boy from High V. Remember that's I, I think it was Aldi, wasn't it Aldi? No, 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 no. He was High V. High was High V. Okay. Yeah, High V is huge. Once you get west of St. Louis, High V is in Columbia, and they're huge, like in Kansas City, and yeah, in, yeah. and in Des Moines and things like that. Matter of fact, I don't know if you know this or not, but. But Schnooks actually expanded into Kansas City and then got out. Uh they I didn't know that. Yeah, they no. left they left Kansas City. As well as White Castle. White Castle expanded into Kansas City and then they left. They're gone. I was always a price chopper guy and they were big in Kansas City too. Yeah. But I interrupted you. You were talking about Kurt Warner. Well, I mean, that was you know everybody. Oh my God! And, and the craziest part of that story is, if you remember that year that they won the Super Bowl, uh, when that when that season started, remember the everybody was all excited. Well, we got this great new quarterback, Trent Green, and, and Trent the, Green, yeah, and we got him from the Chiefs. He had, he had come from the Chiefs, right? In one of the pregames, games, uh, the preseason games, he breaks his leg. I mean, really badly. Yeah. So here, they, who they put in? Kurt Warner. People go, oh my god, we never heard of this guy. He used to be, he used to be in the what was that? What was the was, was it the,
1: either not the USFL, but maybe the Canadian football? No, league, Did he, he come oh, from no, Canada?
0: no, no, no. He was in the indoor indoor football league. Indoor football. Oh, league. the Arena League. Okay, right, the yeah. Arena League, and he played up in Des Moines. the the The, 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 uh, the indoor league was huge. Uh, the Arena Football League was huge in Des Moines. I mean, that was I think that was like their number. <laughs> seriously, that was like their number one city. Just like for example. The XFL, now the UFL or USFL, whatever they're calling themselves now, is huge in St. Louis. In other markets, they don't do very well. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, uh, you know, and then, and then you know, oh, we got this guy. And, and nobody thought the Rams were going to do anything. And I said, they're going to the Super Bowl. And people look at me like, yeah, right. I go, no, they're going to the Super Bowl. You watch. And they did. So nobody listened did, me. And they did. And not only did they go, though, Brad, they won. They won. and It, it was you know, incredible. It, it's interesting, the two years after that, They lost in the Super Bowl. You know who they lost to? A rookie quarterback. You know who the rookie quarterback was? Tom Brady. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that was a painful game. Yes, yes, it was not a good game. game. So, John, you know what? We don't have too much time, so let's just forego the top three. We can do that, sure. Let's just do the top one this morning. And the top story on JohnCombest.com today is... This weekend, on Saturday,
1: U.S. Representative Cory Bush officially had her campaign kickoff in beautiful Northwoods, Missouri, where she was joined by a political celebrity, a member of the squad, and no, not AOC, unfortunately. It was Rashida Tlaib. And it was, a, it was a joyous event, according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. You can find the link if you go to johncombest.com and click on headlines for Sunday, which was yesterday. And most importantly, Brad, the most captivating thing is I provided a link to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch photo gallery, which has a number of inspirational images. And I won't give too many away, but we have a close-up of Cory Bush's acrylic nails, which I always find to be quite boring. Whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa! Hold on a minute. They have a mm-hmm. close-up of her nails.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, she's wearing a she's wearing like one of those dinky uh, uh, bracelets that like a uh, kindergartner might make. That's got like the you know the letters on, like a friendship bracelet. Yeah. And it says "Free Palestine." So the oh, b- the beautiful God. part of it, the thing that really steals the show, though, is she has bright
0: purple acrylic nails so there's which... a there's a picture like a close-up picture of her mm-hmm. nails
1: yeah of her hands yeah oh my god i mean what, first off why would anybody take that picture well here's the thing i mean if you hear some of the other pictures brad the nails are probably the best looking thing there's a picture of uh there's a there's i would describe as an amorphous androgynous human and i'm not sure if it's a man or a woman but the noteworthy thing is this human is wearing a covid mask in 2024 which I think is unique. And there, there's also a picture of – I know you're a camera guy, Brad. There's Congresswoman Tlaib. Uh, she attempts to be adjusting like an old-school camera, and she's she's doing that thing – you know, like how older women kind of like retract their neck, you know, and like try to look back at something maybe because they're getting a little farsighted? But you would be able to identify, I'm sure, what type of camera it is. But anyway, inspirational images, and, and as always – You can go to JohnConvest.com and you will – if you don't want to pay the post-dispatch subscription fee, you can find a paywall-free link on my
0: website. John Combest is an equal opportunity insulter. He talks about older women who craned their neck backwards. He <laughs> talked about I do.
1: Corey I talk Bush. about amorphous blobs <laughs> right. who are wearing amor- COVID masks. Amor- 20- amor- 20- blobs. It's
0: 2024, Brad. Cor- Corey Bush. John, you being the political animal, I am really surprised you've never watched this uh, documentary called, I think it's called Rock the House. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I've never you, watched it. I, you, I haven't brought myself to. to... I'm telling you. you no, no, hold on. No, you, you need to watch it. You need to watch it because, because let me tell you, you know the reason why? Because Cordy Bush is a star in it. Well, she's not necessarily a star, but she's not a wacko. Wow! Really? Yeah, she's she's very down to earth. Matter of fact, matter interesting. F- the, the 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 premise behind this was it was a husband and wife documentary team that decided they were going to follow the campaign of five women who were running for the House of Representatives. I believe in 2018. I believe that was the year 2018. I think it was, mm-hmm. and how they ended up. Hitting the jackpot with this documentary, I think it cost him like forty-seven thousand dollars to do. And you know, people are going to scoff at like, "Well, that's like nothing," you know. But yet, if you're like a husband and wife team, and you're going to spend like yeah,
1: fifty grand on a, on a pa- on a quote passion project, right? And, that's a lot of money.
0: And six months out of your life, you know, forty seven thousand dollars is a lot of money. And the reason. It got, and I believe the number was either seven or eleven million dollars. Netflix bought it from them after the thing, uh, after the the election. And why? Because one of the five people running for Congress, and they were all women. One of the five people running for for Cong- Congress was AOC. So yeah, um, yeah. But Cory Bush was it's it's Cory Bush, AOC, a lady from West Virginia who I believe was a, if I'm not mistaken, she was a widow. Um, and there were two other women. I can't remember the two other women, but I'm telling you, you should watch it because, because I know you're going to go, like, "I don't want to watch Cory Bush." I don't want to. No, I don't want to
1: watch Cory Bush. It's
0: it's really well done, and you get a good feel for behind the scenes in a political campaign, and essentially you get a good feel, you know, and see, maybe the reason I like it, because I've lived my life as the underdog, and all five of these women were underdogs. Yeah, all five yeah. of them were, were not necessarily the choice of the party. You could sort of tell, and the, you know, they were out, you know, really humping it, trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know get, you know, raise money and, and, and get people to To, uh, to take them seriously. Right. And if, and, if, and if the interesting thing with AOC, if you know the story behind that, she was up against a fairly well-entrenched white dude who'd been there for a long time who really didn't take her seriously pretty much until the end. And then it was too late because of the fact that he had sort of like, well, you know, he's not out campaigning. And she was out doing a lot of events, and she was really working it hard, and as was Cory Bush. Now, in that election, Cory Bush Bush did not win. Um, Correct, yeah. Uh, and and that was interesting. And I believe of all the women in there, I believe the only one that won was AOC, which was sort of interesting. Anyway, you need— I, Yeah, I, I, and I, I mean, I've heard of it. And, th- you know, I'm in the
1: group of folks that never thought Cori Bush would win. And a friend of mine lives in U-City. And uh, (laughs) uh, she refers to herself as a Cori Bush fan. She is a progressive uh, Democrat white woman. And she texted me the weekend before and she was showing me all the mail pieces she was getting. And this is 2020 uh, before the primary election. And I told her in a group chat, I said, Lacey Clay is going to win. And I said, it's the dead boy live. uh, It's the it's the live boy, dead girl theory. Unless Lacey Clay is caught with a dead girl or a live boy, he's going to get reelected. Well, and he lost. And well, so I was proven way wrong.
0: Well, I, I know someone, if I told you, who voted for Corey Bush, you would, you would have to have the paramedics come and put the paddles on your chest. And what was their rationale? Uh, was tired of the, the, the clay era. Yeah, the Clay dynasty. Right, right. Which which
1: had, been, which had been around since, I think it was 1968. I think Bill Clay was first elected
0: in 1968. Which is, I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger. Do you know because of William Clay, we don't have the BFD anymore? I don't, I, I know what a BFD
1: is, but, uh, it, I and I know about Jefferson Bank. Is it a bank of Frederick Franklin Delano, or what is it? We'll talk about it
0: next break. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, let me see where we're at. I leave you on that one. Okay. It is 741. How do I describe on? Uh- Thanks for checking out the Brad and John show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combes’s book, stalking, harassment, internet trolling, a guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks. It's a great reference. If you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack, It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?